This is our first semi-live, same-room uh, <laughs> recording of Ruffled Feathers. We're both in uh, an undisclosed, coming to you semi-live from an undisclosed location in San Jose, California. The uh, WWDC 2019 uh, draft results and general commentary. <laughs> and, and, and surprisingly loud screen noise. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, as as expected and as usual, I did real bad with my draft picks. I got uh, three <laughs> points out of a possible nine. Starting with the boring stuff, the, the <laughs> ones uh, we both got were grown-up Safari for iPad, so it's getting uh, some way of requesting desktop sites always when relevant, um, but it wasn't shown as a opt-in feature, so it probably means it's just using the Mac user agent string from now on and took the iOS and iPad and all of those keywords out of it. <laughs> Whatever works, I guess. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and there's been a trend of user agent strings becoming intentionally less useful anyway because they've only ever been used wrong. Yeah. Anytime. And, and like, it's it's that's definitely been an argument that I have had at jobs that I have worked at. Like, well, we could try to do user agent sniffing, but we probably shouldn't because it sucks and people can override it anyway. So let's just not. Um, yeah, always progressively enhanced. That's all. <laughs> Seriously, um, we also both got points. Well, I guess that that doesn't count as boring. Are we going from from most boring? <laughs> To least boring. Yeah, I know what. So, 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 since you have so many more points, you have to basically decide because both of mine were were at least like medium to high. I, I assume we're considering all the new pro hardware to be of high interest. Yeah. Uh, so before that, uh, watch apps did get independence. Oh yeah, that was pretty boring. So uh, there will be a. It didn't look bad app store. But I'm sure it's completely and utterly <laughs> unusable. But it's there. and But more importantly, from the developer angle, you don't need to make a shell iPhone app if you wanted to only have a watch app, which is convenient. Yeah. <laughs> and they did get the automatic Memoji, or whatever they're calling it, where basically you have a sticker pack for each of your emoji. And... They'll work anywhere that accepts rich text. I guess it'll drop them in as pictures. Yeah. So basically Bitmoji, but not, but, you know, first party. That yeah. was the great Sherlocking of, uh, of Bitmoji. Well, Bitmoji still have like situational things. Mm. And that's just general reactions. But uh, yeah, that's true. I guess Bitmoji has, Bitmoji has stuff that I don't think Apple would ever put well, in there yes. like yeah <laughs> so yeah i don't know dark mode is pretty exciting yeah. <laughs> i guess i mean it's not in theory it's not but but for like nerds it's it's like christmas well it's also an accessibility thing oh yeah that's true that does count the dark as mode is inherently higher contrast yeah um so of medium interest i did get a point for the reproductive health app um although well, I'll keep we'll we'll save the commentary for the commentary section of the <laughs> yeah. of the episode, but but the existence of it is uh definitely a cool thing um, cuz I I think I whined about this on a previous episode where I was looking for something like that and and everything was terrible in one way or another. 
Um, so, so that's pretty cool. Also, like they started talking about it in the context of the watch, like, and I was like, "Uh, so like, this isn't going to be a watch exclusive thing. Right. And indeed it is uh, going to be available on the phones, um, for, you know, yeah, she horned into the health app, iOS or which now iPad OS, right. (laughs) Uh, it's getting uh, multi-window support in the context that you, like, with Safari, you can have two instances of itself next to each other, uh, but that for everything and unlimited amounts. So, like, notes, for example, you could have a note paired to a Safari window, another note paired to something else, and another expose region that's just two different notes which is good because that's really useful and they even made a joke about two word documents next to each other and how enterprisey that was or something (laughs) yeah i really hope that that's pretty easy to use because i don't really remember like what what they were doing to make all that happen and manage all the spaces and stuff and like i could definitely see that getting unwieldy uh so ho- hopefully that's that's better than than I remember and better than some of the other uh, iPad gesture stuff. <laughs> well, that one's all drag and drop. <sighs> okay, so that should be all right. Yeah, probably. Assuming you have two hands. I, yeah. Because you have to. Which you, you have to shouldn't hold it and then bring up the expose switcher and then drop it. Yeah, that seems like a whole thing actually, and well. We'll see. Um, <laughs> it's funny, uh, uh, accessibility stuff, how like Apple is really great, but up to a point. Right. Um, I consider it less exciting that you get a point for uh, Sherlocking Luna Display slash AstroPad. I've never used that. I guess I see why people like it. I don't know. Okay, so uh, I'm sitting in front of you right now with my MacBook <laughs> and iPad Pro next to each other. And it would be great if they were the same logical context, which is what that would enable. Um, okay. So that's the true. iPad would just be a second display. So I can see how that's useful for you, but I'm sitting <laughs> across from you with only my uh, laptop open right now. And my iPad is, I don't know, over there somewhere. Um, <laughs> having, having failed to load <laughs> the iPad OS beta on it. Uh, I guess I'll wait until there's a profile and it's easy or whatever. It might be an uh, uh, undisclosed network we're on. Yeah, it's we've, possible. We've been having trouble just doing stuff in general. Yeah, it's on iOS more than... Uh, on my Mac, it's been fine, but yeah. something's weird about the network. Maybe, maybe uh, tomorrow I can uh, sit close enough to the conference to get on the real Wi-Fi. So I guess that pretty much brings us to the high-interest stuff, namely the the pro stuff um of of less interest among the pro hardware i i think is uh the point that you get for the pro display uh which so when they when they like announced it and they they like so there were a couple of them on stage and uh it's fugly (laughs) and and i was like what is that and then it's got a cheese grater on the back of it and i was like okay so they made it to match the the mac pro i guess which is the cheese grateriest uh well that's useless in a monitor but it turns out they're actually 
it's got like a little CPU in it and they're doing all kinds of crap. So it actually genuinely does. And, and it's uh, how many? It was 6K? Yeah. HDR, whatever. Ugh. So it's doing the monitor itself is, in fact, uh, a significant heat generator <laughs> on in its own right. Uh, I guess it I guess it really does need its own uh, cheese grater. But like, ugh. Yeah, it just looks so bad on the back of a display like that. <laughs> it really does. And it's hilariously expensive. And the 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 fancy the fancy stand for it. If when you buy the monitor, you literally just get the panel. It doesn't yeah. it's a panel in a box. You can prop it up against a wall or something. because uh, the stand is sold separately. Yeah. And and of just... course it sands stand is not VESA compatible either. So right, you, you need, need to get spend, an adapter. You need to spend $200 on the mount for the mount <laughs> and then buy your mount. <laughs> it was I missed that it was 200 bucks for the mount for the mount. Yeah. Oh, that's painful. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful display what they talked about on the on the presumably even more expensive model with the with the matte finish that's very fancy. Uh, sounds great, but there's a 0% chance that I will ever own or probably even see one of these outside of the actual Apple store. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth the price that it is. It's just that it exceeds the need. Yeah, like I can see how it's worth that price to somebody, but that person is definitely not me. Yeah, like uh, Apple's uh, all of their prior displays, their color calibration was sufficient as far as I was concerned in that I could put two of them and a MacBook next to each other and they'd have the same blue while it was <laughs> restarting. Uh, you know, so the, all the extra stuff they're doing now and the crap that requ requires that processor and, you know, the heat sink that is the back <laughs> now is just, you know, beyond even my needs, which is unfortunate. And I'm just a developer now i don't even <laughs> color doesn't even matter to me <laughs> anymore hmm. that's not my job um yeah so that's the monitor now the hardware that you'd actually probably hook it up to the mac pro uh was kind of more interesting <laughs> than that uh, again it is the cheese grateriest uh mac yet <laughs> which so it's stainless steel which makes it look more like a kitchen appliance <laughs> Well, not all of it, though. Isn't the isn't the cheese grater part made of uh, aluminum and then just the internal stuff for some reason, and the handles are stainless steel? Yeah, it's a mix, but the point is it's shiny now. Right. It's, it's, it has shine. Which it's... Uh. And it's sink washable. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, those parts are. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't stick your Mac Pro in the dishwasher and expect to come expect it to come out okay. Um, and the uh, dual lattice uh, cooling holes on it are just even more cheese grater. <laughs> why is that better? Like, is it is it a compromise between bigger holes and like it filling even more rapidly with cat hair? Or I think the inner layer is three dimensional, <laughs> so you could have some vortex effects going on. Huh which okay. I guess would improve the airflow. 
I mean, presumably somebody. It's so ugly yeah. <laughs> that, it, that it must serve some utility, surely. <laughs> because, you know, when Apple makes things that, that are pretty. And uh, useless. <laughs> yeah, they make the, the trash can Mac Pro. It was a, it's a beautiful little cylinder and not at all what people needed and wanted. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, God, what else about the Mac Pro? So it's got slots and stuff. That's cool. It's basically all slot, which is a shame considering its starting price is six grand. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And I know I realize this has been the case since the, the previous 2013. Isn't that amazing? It was the 2013 Mac Pro, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also didn't have an optical drive. Uh, there You can't put one in this one either. Uh, I guess people genuinely... Granted, I can't really remember the last time no i can remember the last time i used an optical drive it was to rip some cds a box set of cds Mm -hmm. and i had i i I was doing that on my old imac actually i don't think i ever finished (laughs) 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 so i uh, i should probably uh well i guess i could do it on my pc my pc does in fact have at least one and possibly two optical drives in it remember back in the day when we all had two optical drives in the pcs that well i guess you wouldn't as a mac user Oh, I had the Mac Pro with two bays. Okay. Oh, that's right. For a while, they had a dual bay um, Mac. God, back in ye olden days, whenever yeah. when you <laughs> when it was actually of some value to have a, a separate uh, DVD RW drive and a and a regular. What did what did we put in the other one? Just a normal DVD drive, or was this? I don't even remember. It's so long well on ago. Macs. They were both just super drives. Okay. I don't know, dual burn. So that's that's all the points that we got. Again, I got three. <laughs> How many did you get? Three to seven. <laughs> a a commanding victory. <laughs> um, that's okay because my bad luck followed me here in other ways. Apparently, that's true. Uh, like not being able to get into the rental car. <laughs> Although that's kind of bad for me, too, because, like, some of the stuff that's uh, stuck in the trunk at the moment <laughs> is mine. Uh, we we hit up both Apple campuses yesterday. Uh, we're going to have to go back um, for for the, damn it, the Pride Band was, in fact, I could have got two points for that uh, <laughs> because it was it was announced on stage and it is a sport uh, sport loop this year. But I, I was like, oh, that'll just show up in the store. Yeah. And yeah, no. Did I not choose new watch bands? No, I guess I didn't. I thought they would all just trickle in. And in fact, most of them did, but not the Pride Band. Yeah. But they were on a slide. <laughs> yeah. There's a really cool new pink one, but I'm probably not going to buy it. I kind of miss, um, it, it really does seem like the, the nylon bands, you know, with the holes and the buckle. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe them, yeah. are are gone for good in favor of the sport loop, which I have kind of mixed feelings about. I don't know. I liked those because they were a good uh, entry band for people rather than the original sport band. Because the original sport band has, you know, that put it under itself clasping mechanism. That's yeah. confusing. Whereas the buckle is, you know, that's just how watches work. Mm. And, you know, then you can go down the rabbit hole of getting addicted to watch bands. But your <laughs> but your first impression is that it's a normal band. Right. 
So I thought that one was better for first-time buyers, even though I didn't really accumulate a collection of them in colors or anything. All right. So good, bad, and the ugly. Well, and the the, the good, the bad, the good, bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, we don't have a specific category for ugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess we should start with the good stuff. Yeah. The very um, good was that, you know, we ought to have made a drinking game out of privacy, but <laughs> didn't yeah. think of it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I don't know, at 10 in the morning, <laughs> it's a little... It's eh, one at home. Although if it had been mimosas, you're allowed to drink mimosas in the morning, so... <laughs> but um yeah apple is big on privacy and like there was a lot of like subtweeting of <laughs> yeah. of, of uh, google and facebook in particular yeah because um, all of these are uh these aren't lip service because these are like api changes that are going to get in the way of trying to be creepy which is what we need i mean it's it's almost like government regulation at this point like you know, it's like people who want unfettered libertarianism are like, well, the market will blah, blah, blah. No, it will not. <laughs> this is what it does. <laughs> if, if it's like we we need a, a higher power. <laughs> Some people use religion for that. Most of us use government regulation. But basically. You need someone to tell you to not pollute other people's drinking water, apparently. Right. Yeah. And tech doesn't have that. So, <laughs> uh, so one that is a uh, policy only, not a uh, thing that can be enforced uh, automatically, is that if you put yourself uh, in the for children app store category, you just can't have third party analytics or advertisers or network requests to them. Um, again, I don't know how they're going to enforce that, but if they do, that is fantastic. This one isn't even Apple. This one is just actually complying with COPA. Yeah, there is actually. Because before it was just a checkbox that says, oh, we totally comply. Right. Oh, so don't worry. I definitely yeah. don't. None of, none of that nasty tracking stuff in my app. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, another really awesome thing. Um, so a lot of like OAuth uh, stuff is done through Twitter, Facebook, and Google, your chief data harvesters on the <laughs> internet. Um, so in a, in a big giant glowing middle finger <laughs> to, to those three, uh, now apps can have the option to sign in with Apple. Um, so you can use your actual, um, so, well, so, so you're using your, your Apple ID and you can choose whether or not, uh, the app provider, the developer will get your email and name information. And if you don't opt to give them your your real email, it'll give them, it's so cool. I mean, in a nerdy way, <laughs> it'll give them a fake email, which will like forward to you. And then you can like, un, if, if you don't, if you don't like their emails, you, you can get rid of that. Uh, yeah, because it's a unique fake email. Yeah. And, and like, so you can already do that with Gmail if you like do the whole add a plus and then a string that's unique and whatever. And then you know what to block, but it. It, that's a much hairier process, and a lot of email forms will not validate yeah. uh, the with the plus. They don't accept that as a valid character, even though it super is. Um, so, so that was really neat, uh, and I didn't catch this, um, but but luckily, <laughs> Joe did. Uh, that's actually it's actually required to support sign in with Apple if you use any other uh, OAuth providers, which is rad. So, so you can't just be like, no, I insist on selling your, your data yeah. to Facebook or whatever. 
Right. Uh, so I guess they still have the option to roll their own, but... Nobody wants to do that. That's yeah. why they've been using That's Facebook, those, Twitter, yeah. Google at all. Yeah. Um, and along with sharing is uh, the share uh, location sharing prompt that uh, they tried to change a couple iOSs ago and uh, sort of did an okay job of it. Um, they added share my location once to the options of uh, always, never, and while using the app. And this is a system dialogue. So if you say once and it wants it again, you'll get the dialogue back and have the opportunity to say once or <laughs> never <laughs> again. Yeah, no, no more location for you. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really cool. Um, I wasn't really expecting that because, I don't know, sometimes you're not sure. And then you, you want to see what they do with your location. Um, or if you find out, like, I don't know. It, I mean, it depends on your level of paranoia slash desire to save your battery. Because <laughs> yeah. location services are a drain. Um, 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 um. So on the uh, HomeKit front, <laughs> the there's a new, um, I don't even know what to call it. I want to say module. That's not it. <laughs> Basically, so you know how uh, Ring cameras, it kept coming out that like their employees like everybody had access to your video basically <laughs> and they were told to watching it and I'm sure they were like saving clips and stuff um yeah so uh there's now a feature in HomeKit that that can be built into security cameras where um it only goes to your iCloud so it's encrypted and stuff so even Apple employees can't look at it and right it's only so. encrypted with your key yeah, so like no random strangers can be can be viewing your video, and that's like because so, that's the thing. Like I I'm interested in the whole like security camera thing. I think that's cool, and you could see who's stealing your packages or whatever. But um, and that's but I mean people have these inside their houses recording the interiors, and some of it you know you get some hilarious pet videos out of that. But like, what if you're stumbling through the house like? Sometimes I walk around my house in my underwear because I'm just getting something from the kitchen or whatever. <laughs> I don't really need a bunch of random Amazon employees yeah. spewing that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't need that being on, on the internet. <laughs> oh, and classic services Apple being classic services Apple. Um, the hours recorded per camera do not count against your iCloud space. Yeah, that was a concern. <laughs> uh, but the number of cameras you can have is proportional to your uh, to your plan to your tier. size. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't I didn't catch that. I, it makes sense. So you you can't have like a hundred cameras, and then you're on the ninety nine cent plan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. But um, they still didn't mention that bottom one moving up from five. Yeah, <laughs> Apple has this real hard on for uh <laughs> for keeping the bottom tiers of everything basically useless yeah. <laughs> like the the storage capacity stuff it's always like the lowest tier is always useless um, but we're talking about good stuff right now about privacy not yeah. not not complaints yet we'll get to complaints yeah. fear not and there the other be... yeah and the other home kid uh device type they added was routers and this mm -hmm. includes euro which is interesting because you know, the Ring shenanigans were a subsidiary of Amazon, and Eero is now also a subsidiary yeah. of Amazon. So I hope that 
helps people feel better. Cause like it kind of makes me feel better about my eros. Cause I don't want to give, they're great. I love my Eero system. I, I'm not being paid to say so, although I'd be happy to accept money for, <laughs> for saying so. If anybody's paying attention, nobody's paying attention. Eero is fantastic, but then Amazon bought them, and a lot of people who hadn't yet uh, bought into the ecosystem were like, for obvious reasons, uh, among them the ring scandal. Um, but if like a bunch of the most sensitive stuff becomes... Uh, inaccessible <laughs> to random Amazon employees because of HomeKit stuff, That that's a pretty compelling argument uh, in their favor. Also, other routers are going to support it, but I only like Eero now. <laughs> yeah. Although, God damn it, Apple, just make your own again. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't Apple buy Eero? Ugh, I'm still mad. So to follow the compliment sandwich <laughs> formula, uh, format, we have to go to the bad bad now. Okay. <laughs> Like the last thing Tim Cook said was about the employees working nights and weekends. And uh, no, crunch is bad. Crunch is not to be idolized. Yeah, that's actually something Tim should be ashamed of. Yeah, that's bad project management. (laughs) That's not a point of pride. That's a failure. That's a failure on the part of project management to to adhere to reasonable deadlines and uh, listen to... The developers when they're like actually we can't deliver this in the time frame within normal business hours like that's act that's that sucks crunch is bad it's just an unmitigated bad nobody should be proud of it ever yeah so there was a lot of um i mean so that i guess the theme of of the of the event was like it's the mind blown emoji right and so, of course, the new Mac Pro is crazy and insane and... Yeah, and yeah. insanely great. And uh, tears of the crazy ones did appear all over the uh, registration site back in March or whatever. Yeah, that's right. And that's just not cool. Like, how, how, <laughs> how is Apple still doing that? Yeah. How have they not been clued in to, like, hello, Apple Marketing... Uh, a friend of the show, Aline, offered <laughs> to to do a consult for them, and I think they should take her up on it because, like, it's just it's uncool. Yeah, and I emailed Schiller about it, and uh, I guess mm. that email went straight into the garbage. <laughs> yeah, probably. He answered me about bagels, so it's not like I was pre-blacklisted, <laughs> right? And incidentally, we did yes. find good bagels. <laughs> so take that, San Francisco. Yeah, we found good bagels in San Jose, of all places. Um, I added, (laughs) I, so they were, they were showing, uh, the new iPad gestures for text stuff, um, a, a three finger pinch for copy or two, three finger pinches for cut and then a three finger opposite pinch. I don't know what you call that spread, (laughs) whatever, uh, for, for pasting, which is really unintuitive, like. I, I mean, granted, I can't think of a more intuitive way to do that, except the way it already is where there's you hold and there's a context menu hmm. and you just copy or cut and then you paste with a different hold context menu. I, I, I feel like that's way more understandable. And it's way more likely that a user will stumble upon that, uh, you know, by themselves and be happy about it. <laughs> Whereas if you if you stumble upon <laughs> three finger pinch to cut and then some text goes away, like... You don't know what happened. You don't know how to get it back. That seems terrible. Yeah. I wonder why they won't just make a proper clipboard. 
because you'd think like they made it easier to uh, select text in this and you'd think selecting text should just put it in the clipboard but make the clipboard an actual stack and then whenever you're in a text view the uh, autocomplete bar should bring up things in your clipboard stack. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool. <laughs> um, and also, <laughs> no Apple Card, but he still said this summer. It's summer. It's... I, I don't care that it's not the 20th yet, but like it, it's summer. Kids are out of school. The conference already yeah. started. Like This is not the spring conference. The March, wa the March event was. And Tim Cook, you, you know perfectly well that when you exit the conference center... It is 80 degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is summer. I want my damn card. <laughs> also, like, so much stuff in San Jose supports Apple Pay. Like, I've hardly had to use my actual physical credit card. It's been great. Yeah. I only did once, but that's just because my watch, like, hadn't woken up. And yeah. it was just, like, not doing stuff. The weird thing, uh, <laughs> they, they actually, one of the employees at, at the um, the Apple Park Visitor Center Apple Store, like, praised my watch for working the best out of all the Apple watches. Yeah, that was <laughs> a little Apple concerning. <laughs> I know. that I, I'm like, I mean, yeah, mine has basically been pretty reliable, but apparently that's not everybody's experience, which sucks. Um, I mean, maybe I'm just personally better at using <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's user error, but I hardly see how that could be the case. Maybe there's some fly-by-night local credit union that everyone has a card with that's slower or something know, out maybe. here. I don't know. So since this is a sandwich, I guess we should we should go with the good-bad toppings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. The most of our our good-bads are concerning the new Mac Pro uh, and and the Pro display. So really, the the title heading should have been Pro Hardware. Um, <laughs> so it was obvious to all of us old timers when they were, uh, bragging about the, the new display that the thousand dollar, they had not yet told us that it was a thousand dollar add on, uh, stand has an arm on it that does the tilty counterbalancey fancy thing. That's from the G4. <laughs> That's yeah. from the iMac G4. And yes, it was awesome. Bring back the iMac G4 design. And I'm pretty sure like, uh, the 15 inch models of that were a thousand dollars. Uh, Bush administration prices, but yeah, I think they but, were new in two thousand three. I want to say maybe two thousand two. Anyway, I don't know, at some point I was in high school. Yeah, I was in college. I, I filled a, I, I installed a bunch of them in a in a computer lab at my college, and then we had used the existing Ethernet cables. And the the assistant director, who was a Mac guy walked in and was like, no. And he ordered a bunch of white Ethernet cables <laughs> to match. And then we had to swap those all out. Um, yeah. So, like, it's super awesome that they've resurrected that design for a monitor uh, stand because it was a great thing to have for displays. Uh, but but it's a $1,000 add -on. Yeah, that's a pure extortion. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> We already mentioned that it, <laughs> they did the only thing to make it look more like a cheese grater. Yeah, we've we've complained extensively about the cheese grateriness. <laughs> it's like the sarcastic response of, you want us to remake the cheese grater? Fine. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, maybe it is, it is spite at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the industrial design team was like, well, if that's what you want, <laughs> you can have it. Um, and again, I'm still mad that uh, they... Apparently, we don't have, uh, there's no, 
So if there is going to be NVIDIA support, we do not know about it because Apple is still besties with AMD and won't, (laughs) won't talk about NVIDIA, even though NVIDIA cards are better. Sorry. Sorry. They just are. Yeah. Now, NVIDIA does offer Mac drivers since they added the uh, Thunderbolt GPU boxes uh, two summers ago. So on paper, there's no reason to expect this is definitely not going to be a thing. But the point is, it won't be out of the box. Yeah. And you'll kind of be on your own. And I'd be kind of afraid. So, okay, so they're probably standard slots. But I do remember the time where you had to, like, you could get not quite, but almost the same video cards. Like in, I think there's in the G4 era where you had to get the Mac specific one and there was something different about the slot or something like that. Or maybe I'm making that up. It was a completely different era. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe it'll be fine. Maybe you'll yeah. be able to put uh, the whatever, the <laughs> I don't even know what the fanciest NVIDIA card is right now, but, yeah. but I'm sure that it's, it's superior to the fanciest AMD card because that's just, I mean, it's just a better... Uh, model um yeah and they did make um enclosure box for it so that you could put a card in without its fan on it and it would get uh a better heat sink and air routing for the design of the case Hmm. and it wasn't clear if that was something that the manufacturer had to provide yeah well so so the water cooler people are already ripping the fans off their yeah, video so cards. Yeah, so they do come off. <laughs> <laughs> like they, the, the video card manufacturers yeah. do sort of probably expect that for the water cooling people, but I don't know. Yeah, and they uh, also are augmenting the slot for connectors so that the Thunderbolt signal can use that graphics card. All those slots, all eight of them at various <laughs> widths, uh, Lengths, widths. I, I think it's their. It, I, it, I think it's called widths. I don't know. This is the kind of stuff that, uh, <laughs> like, University of Phoenix IT graduates like. <laughs> like, this is that's like what the test is. Like, yeah. And how many pins? Because that right. matters. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> different topic. Right. <laughs> um, those are the slots it has. Uh, plenty of uh, RAM slots, and it's a uh, six channel now, so that's even better. And uh, with a really high ceiling of 1.5 terabytes, which I'm sure in Apple modules would be $1.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> Indubitably. Um, well, uh, keep in mind, the uh, G5s released with an 8 gig ceiling in 2001, which was like unfillable yeah. for any price back then because you would have to get eight 1 gig uh dims so. and that was like unobtainium at the time but the point is that let those machines age past the intel transition because i mean eight gigs didn't become standard <laughs> on Macs for like uh well i mean i think there are still some in the lineup that come with eight. <laughs> uh i think eight might be the floor now for the for the macbook air yeah and like if you're spending as much as you're gonna spend yeah. on you, you you want your mac pros to last and and the toilet toilet the trash can (laughs) (laughs) the toilet book was a totally different product the trash can uh mac pro for many people kind of lasted a long time but not by choice yeah i mean i'm i'm glad i put uh 64 gigs in it uh as soon as i got it because i think those have gotten more expensive over time uh and the 
point is, you know, it, it made the machine, you know, last forever because I never fill the RAM unless I'm uh, like virtualizing a whole farm. But, <laughs> but that, no, but those are you know, like the uses for, you know, these high end things because it's great to not have to use multiple machines if you're doing a ridiculous thing or just rendering at all. Yeah, actually, it would be really great. So, <laughs> so I'm a front end developer, right? And, but the and so I really only care about running the front end code on my machine because that's all that I'm modifying. Um, and I could, if I wanted to, run the back end on my machine as well. In theory, at least there are instructions, but it, they haven't. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I haven't ever actually been able to get it to work. And also, like our we have 15-inch Mac Pro, uh I MacBook Pros <laughs> at work and it's intolerable if you're running the back end and the front end on your machine, like everything is unbelievably slow. Yeah, 16 gig horrible. isn't enough. Yeah, well, and I think we only have 32 uh on our on our MacBooks Pro. Uh, so it would actually be super if we could all, <laughs> if we could each have one of these Mac Pros on our desks, and then we could we could also run virtual machines on them, which is sometimes useful for testing stuff and blah 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 blah. It'll never happen. Yeah. Although you <sighs> will find, uh, you, you will have to find somewhere to store those VMs because the internal storage is <sighs> uh, again some integrated nonsense that starts at two fifty six. Pricing not revealed for the tiers, <laughs> uh, and none of these slots are SATA, but at least. With the full-length PCI slots, uh, you could just get uh, full-length PCI SSDs, which should be at the theoretical fastest data transfer speeds, like depending on the card. Yeah, so maybe, man, it would be so cool if you could once more add any storage you wanted to a Mac. (laughs) I wonder if uh, the full-length card is big enough to just fit two 2.5s on it yeah couldn't you just like, put just a couple next to someone, one another like, just make one of those <laughs> that seems fine yeah. <laughs> um remember when we were putting all the uh the uh it because compact flash turns out to use the same pins as a laptop uh ide oh does it i don't uh, remember that at all i believe you so people that were resurrecting old ipods and uh uh, G3 and lower uh, iBooks and PowerBooks mm. just use CF cards and a little <laughs> adapter. I actually have one of those adapters. I meant to install uh, a compact flash drive, and I think it was I intended to do that on my G4 Cube, but I never did. <laughs> yeah, like the physical size is wrong, but like the the pin layout is huh. correct. So you, it, the uh, the adapter is is a pure uh, purely physical thing. It's completely mm. passive. Yeah, I never thought about how that would actually work. I was just like, yeah. here's the thing that does that. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> um so yeah, a, storage yeah. is still a frustration on those. <sighs> yeah. Um it's I I think we already mentioned that it's got top ports. Uh top <laughs> ports are almost front <laughs> ports. <laughs> Cheese graders had front ports. Just yeah. remember that. The G5s didn't, but they added them to the... Or maybe, no, the G5s did too. They I were just they less useful. Yeah. They had a couple of USB ports, yeah. I think. Anyway. Nothing... Of course, nothing has had a front audio port since the, the iMac G3. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And even then, uh, between revisions, it halved the number of them. Yeah. It used to have two, which yeah, was Yeah, because they figured they were going into schools and yeah. uh, you put two kids in front of a computer because cost. <laughs> Although, uh, was it the was it the Molar Mac, the, the G3 all-in-one that had them on each side of it? 
one of them. Some Mac definitely had two front audio ports, and it was on the left side and on the right side, so that two students sharing a Mac mm. would have an even easier time not, <laughs> not getting yeah. tangled. Um, but I guess that's not a use case anybody cares about. Yeah. Uh, but uh, use cases people do care about, uh, rack mounting, which explains why the top handles look like they do, because yeah. it, it looks like a like a very sci-fi like pulling the core out of a thing <laughs> like <laughs> mounting situation with these uh and for the opposite of that wheels <laughs> right i was like i was not expecting How much wheels do you think the wheels are you know it's not going to come with them. oh i don't know 500 bucks probably <laughs> i'm sure they're very fine wheels a hundred dollars per wheel and like it's not four wheels it's like you know the left front wheel is like <laughs> only fits in the left front Ugh, maybe i wonder though <laughs> if this means that you could ride it <laughs> like could you actually like sit on it and go wee like remember those little scooter board yeah. thingies that we had in schools that were, where you could run over your own fingers <laughs> yeah that's that is most of what <laughs> that would be so fun if you could ride your mac <laughs> you could have mac pro races just think about it um yeah because so, when those things are 20 year old the 20 years old like our you know g5 towers <laughs> are and i'm you know using them for uh <laughs> structures yeah that'd be kind of cool um on the non-Mac Pro <laughs> good bads. Uh, so I thought it was really awesome when they introduced the Memoji makeup, which is, you know, neat. And you can add all kinds of accessories and makeup and like and stuff. And apparently a bunch of shitty men were like, this is dumb. Why is this cluttering up my keynote? Because it's their keynote. Hmm. Uh, and they were, they were mad about it. And I hope they stay mad forever. I hope they die mad. Yeah. And that also goes for... Uh... No, Twitter forgot my place. It's gone forever now. Oh. But it was it was something else that, you know, was clearly something that would be more interesting to women that, you know, dudes would be spacing out during. Which also gets me to a uh, a rant about the, uh, like, some of the pre-reaction to uh, dark mode coming, because this was a fairly, uh, like, not, well, kept secret. No. <laughs> which is... Uh, you know, if it's not my accessibility, it's not real. Being a, basically a grumpy old white man about mm -hmm. dark mode, um, b which, like, you're not admitting is an just an aesthetic preference for you. But meanwhile, like, you know, um, as you've been seeing in person now, I <laughs> wear sunglasses if I'm outside and it is still daylight because otherwise, like, my eyes just burn. <laughs> I mean, so do I. It's uncomfortable. I'll be squinting and then I'll get crow's feet, which, you know, is a tragedy. Cause... No, well, I, I mean, like for me, I, like, I just see like it's just a white face. Oh. It, it's like a camera that's set, exposed oh, wrong. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just find it uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like physically painful, mm. um, which also means that at night, I if, if there's an app that's using like the all white design, like the settings app was until today, <laughs> like to use it even with brightness all the way down, I have to like either tilt it away from myself or uh, I have the accessibility uh, triple click set to, um, it. it's like a, it's Some like a kind of zoom. It, no, it's a, it's another, uh, it's display white point override. And I have it set it down to like 25% uh, of, so basically, it just divides all the color values by 25. Oh, okay. But of course, that reduces contrast. Mm, so which, it makes it harder to read. Yeah. And what's great about dark mode is that it makes the total brightness lower, but the contrast usually higher because in light modes, things are usually pairs of gray. 
but in dark mode, designs are usually pure black and pure white. So it's you know a huge accessibility thing. You know whether you just have hypersensitive eyes or just you just need better contrast yeah. because gray on gray, even you know regardless <laughs> of if it's a light gray on a dark gray or a dark gray on a light gray, is not high contrast. And contrast actually like matters most. It super matters. Yeah. Like we used to um, back way back in the olden days when I worked at a at a at a university, um, we actually are we were rolling out a new website design with new campus wide style sheets and stuff. And the default text uh, color was <laughs> was six six six. That was the hex code, which was uh, fairly popular at the time among designers. But yeah, I remember that. actually does not provide sufficient contrast with white. Uh, for at least one actual human being who complained, uh, I don't, I, I shouldn't say complained, who brought it to our attention that um, he he was not totally blind, but he was low vision and he could not read our web pages because of the the lack of contrast. So we changed it to I think four four four. Anyway, something darker um, to fix that. And so like everywhere, <laughs> everywhere I work, whenever I get a design, I I check the colors that they want me to use. Um, and, uh, WebAIM has a, a color contrast, um, calculator, so you don't even have to think. And it just tells you, um, like some, some things are okay for big text, but not for small text and it's a whole thing. But it's something that, that a lot of, uh, my fellow <laughs> and especially like JavaScript developers <laughs> never think about. Yeah. And, uh, in improving their UI development tools, uh, to handle dark mode, bundled into the uh, like accessibility APIs, uh, and they are expanding how the colors work. So you can have in either calling from the system or in your app bundle, you have an object that is a color, and you can then specify all the permutations off of it for you know dark mode, dark mode plus increased contrast is turned on, plus reduced transparency is turned on. You know, you can have those like in like the stuff like your designer works on. <laughs> like you don't need to like put a whole bunch of switches in code because mm. you just know the like you the the system tells you what mode you're in and then you just uh, query your uh, asset catalog for the color and you get back the right version of it. And like that's never going to come to the web because it's just going to be, you know, some unstandardized two megabyte JavaScript well, nonsense for I mean, it that can't even read uh, accessibility settings from the uh, device anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, the, that is one thing that the web pretty much can't do, and that's the web needs to be destroyed, and it's just going to be Safari Shh, reader that's mode. That's my whole job. On. No, screw no, you. <laughs> I want nothing more than the web to be destroyed. Mm. It's where my money comes from too. But less so. I don't know any languages other than, than web languages right now, and I don't want to learn any. I'm an old on. Oh, that's true. There's no JS, so that's technically a back-end language now. <laughs> this is also bad. Mm, no. Wow, we really... <laughs> I'm, like, looking at the list, and we've gone pretty far astray, uh, just, just from people complaining about dark mode. Uh, my other, like good, bad things. So it's really cool that they're integrating all of the find stuff <laughs> into a single app. Uh, find my Mac, find my iPhone, find my friends. Uh, you know, one thing that, that we were kind of, that was rumored that we didn't explicitly hear about is uh, an Apple uh, equivalent of Tile. So Tile was not Sherlocked. 
Um, yeah. So I guess I'll continue to put my tile app <laughs> in a folder with uh, it's apparently it's just called Find My. Yeah, that's the, that's that's the bad part. <laughs> it's such a cop out. Like you, it, it's yeah. almost like they had a meeting to decide. Okay, what are we going to call the combination of find my friends, find my whatever? So I call my folder find my things, <laughs> which I guess they wouldn't like because it applies to people. But eh, people are objects. Um, and granted, I can't come up with anything better, but surely somebody on earth could have and apple could use money to to find that person yeah uh, find my uh namer of things <laughs> and come up with something better than that yeah so good feature uh i would like to see some other consolidations take place in uh, ios like all those uh green apps that can inexplicably <laughs> launch each other uh you know facetime messages and phone yeah all the communication stuff should should that probably should be one app now yeah yeah, um, that would be cool. I think that's those are our good bad condiments <laughs> for our good uh, sandwich compliment sandwich. <laughs> right, our compliment sandwich. Um, so some of the other good stuff uh, we started out talking about Apple TV stuff. They had a preview for their space show or whatever. Yeah. Which is the real thing to complain about being in your developer keynote. Right? But a lot of shitty dudes are really into space stuff, so they thought that was fine. Although everybody was dunking on Tim Cook, and rightly so, for saying Star Trek. Yeah. I mean, I think in, it might in part have been his accent, but nevertheless, nevertheless, that's a valid dunk. Um, I was surprised... Uh, so they talked about gaming on the Apple TV again, and I was like, lol. But then they announced that um, the Apple TV is going to support uh, the Xbox One S <laughs> uh, and uh, PlayStation 4 controllers, which is actually pretty cool because people have those. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, if you want to play a game on, on, your, on your Apple TV, you don't have to buy the one specific controller that's any good or one of the shitty controllers that is not any good. You can, you can use one uh, that you already have. Although, as friend of the show, uh, Steve Lewitz pointed out, if you've, <laughs> if you've got an Xbox and PlayStation 4 controller, it's, it might very well be because you have an Xbox or a PlayStation <laughs> 4, and you might want to use one of those because it's an overall better gaming experience. But the catalog uh, should be different. Um, and uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Apple Arcade. Cause of course this was all talking about the Apple Arcade stuff. Um, and whether that actually makes gaming on the Apple TV a thing, they keep trying to make fetch happen <laughs> yeah. with the, with gaming on the Apple TV. And I, I, this is a good step, I think adding support for, especially like the Xbox one controller is basically like the standard controller, like even for PC gaming. So Gee, I wonder if Microsoft had anything to do with that. I don't know. Apple and Microsoft are kind of friends. No, here. I meant it being the standard Windows controller. Oh, well, the, I mean... the drivers are baked into the OS. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. I've never thought about that. <laughs> but that's probably a factor. Um, I, I also I like the layout better. It's I... the correct shape for a controller because it builds on the uh, correct shape of uh, controllers that Sega discovered in the 90s. Nintendo insisted on having squares and just artful shapes yeah. that didn't make any sense they kind of started with the human hand shape <laughs> yeah. which was uh, although the original xbox controller was ginormous in a way that's yeah not, but they're all the same shape 
It, well, they just got more appropriately sized. Yeah. The original was just too big. Right, which I assume there are reasons for that. And the dual analogs are offset from each other, not in the same spot. Yeah. Which actually works. The the awkward PlayStation claw is, yeah, <laughs> is the thing. You just start with claw hand with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the Apple TV also got multi-user support. So it's kind of like how in Netflix, like, I have to say that it's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that I don't ruin my husband's recommendations, <laughs> which he definitely, I definitely have ruined them. And he definitely has bitched about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, that whole thing is coming to the Apple TV. Um Oh, I forgot to complain about the new, like, it'll show you previews for stuff immediately upon launch, which I think kind of sucks, but. I have been using iTunes content less and less since the uh, new Apple TV, just because the formerly videos.app and tv.app just can't handle shows with 10 episodes per season and 10 seasons. Hmm. And I watch a lot of those. Mm. Oh, I skipped over. <laughs> you can mount uh, you can you can mount flash drives on your iOS devices in the in the files dot app, which is neat. Yeah, and uh, a slide that was just on the joke for this was that it was called uh, "Ancient Relics" mm-hmm. and in all caps because you know fucking Windows, right? <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of, I mean, I'm never going to use that feature, but a lot of other people. <laughs> yeah, I've literally been asked if it already existed by a uh, family with iPads because hmm. real people use flash drives. That's yeah. the thing we have to deal with. Yeah, and then their flash drives go to the wash or they get right. left somewhere with their unencrypted data. And that's. Or they just die. Yeah. They and, die. That's the thing. Yeah. And uh, also thrown into that was I can't believe it didn't already have SMB support, yeah. but now it does. Um, oh, uh, the HomePod also got multi-user support, which I know is useful for people. So it's kind of neat. Like it'll do some kind of voice recognition and, and like tailor it's everything to like, oh, this is the woman (laughs) asking for things. And I theoretically, although honestly, I haven't found like Apple music's recommendations thing to be super awesome. Like I haven't been amazed <laughs> by it at any point. It, it it plays a lot of boring man music for me in in the suggested to suggested lists. Even though when I'm specific, when I specifically look for music to play, it's almost always a woman. <laughs> like with with a few exceptions, I don't really want to listen to men anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over listening to. We have to listen to men so much every day <laughs> in our stupid lives, and I'm just like, I'm over it. Um, I mean, white men, that is. Mm-hmm. White white man music is just like, could we not with that now? Um, so, yeah, HomePod, multi-user. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I guess uh, we'll have to see how it pans out, if this is multiple Apple IDs or profiles under a single account. Because the, <sighs> uh, the, the good bad about uh, what Netflix does is that uh, it's great in that you're only paying for one account, but, like, uh, and that this is the most millennial problem of all time, but when you get literally divorced mm. and you only existed as a profile under a Netflix account, you're starting from scratch. That's true. Whereas, you know, if that was like a separate account with different credentials, that was easy to switch between on the device. So, you know, like in your house it's fine because he doesn't have an apple id <laughs> well he does I mean, that's, from you know, the olden days but active and not a used years. yeah yeah but like in, in my house everything's just you know 
undermine. <laughs> I've never considered yeah. the divorce implications of our Netflix account. Yeah. Also, all the media streaming accounts are, are in my husband's name, so I'd have to like actually start paying for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, um, so other people, I saw some people complaining, but I like the name Catalina. First of all, Catalina Island is neat. Um, I've never actually been there, but I've, I've always kind of wanted to go. And they have a really cool hotel that's like Victorian and stuff. Also, like, I believe this is our first Southern California uh, name, which I have been personally offended <laughs> that mm. all of all of the previous ones have been NorCal because like, pff, whatever. It's fine. It'll just take me a while to get used to it. Yeah. I Like, I liked the streak of uh, national parks mm. because they were names I had already encountered. Like, I wasn't one of the people that was, like, perplexed by either the spelling or pronunciation of Mojave. No. <laughs> yeah. I can see how other people could have been, though. I don't yeah. know. But Catalina's, it's easy to spell. It's pretty easy to say. It sounds pleasant. I yeah. I mean, maybe it's just because I have pleasant associations with it already. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm sure that means it comes with a good beach wallpaper. Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. That's a bonus. Man, so we were at the uh, the Apple stores, and they have this really cool screensaver on, on all of their demo machines that I really want. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get it. I, I would like no, it. Now they're exclusive. Yeah. yeah, I want it. And I think those might have even been Cupertino exclusive ones because mm. I was in my local store right before I left. So it, it, they did seem different, but I, I wasn't going to like ask. Yeah, I'm... Kids probably didn't even know. Oh, the... <laughs> The, the one bad experience we had in the store, uh, besides the whole lack of lines and queuing, right, is that uh, at the uh, Apple Park one, the uh, apparently 11-year-old girl who uh, checked me out was not <laughs> aware that uh, .Mac was the prior incarnation <laughs> of uh, iCloud addresses. Oh, wow. That's, wow. <laughs> She's like, not Mac, is that, uh, uh, Mac.com, is that real? I'm like, yeah, that was before oh. iCloud, you stupid kid. Bless her heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just have a boring Gmail account. I used to have my name at Mac.com, but that was like, I, I paid for it for like a year or two, and then I stopped because I had no more money. Uh, I didn't. I that was like when if I you was, only held out until uh, mobile me. It yeah, would have persisted forever. I know, but it, I lost it at some point, and I don't know if somebody else has it, but I can't have it, <laughs> and it's a bummer. Um, yeah, but uh, oh, that's that's most of our. I think that's everything on our on our list of uh, of, our, of our compliment sandwich <laughs> about this WWDC keynote. Um, yeah, and we surely missed things. And oh yeah. There's still stuff that's trickling out. Uh, I finally did get my uh, API for accessing two cameras at once. So far, the only mention in the State of the Union was in the context of ARKit being able to use the front end back, but it's in the AV Capture API as well. So I hope that means <laughs> I can use like, you know, the normal dual camera as a pair of cameras good luck yeah and <laughs> i checked and it is only available on the current this year's devices so things with that e12 so just the uh 10s max 10r and uh the newest ipad the face id ipad so, mm. um, so not my new mini then nope 
Yeah. And, well, that's great because that gives me an excuse to put the inmate on my carry phone after all. <laughs> Although that's another complaint. Uh, again, it could be our weird networking stuff here at, in our undisclosed location, but it's been really annoying trying to... I, I was going to foolishly load the beta immediately on my iPad because, you know, it's not my phone. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I basically gave up. <laughs> I encountered a, a, a modicum of adversity and I gave Yeah, up. so they added to the page... Uh, well, first of all, the profile installation method isn't there. That was the one where you could tell, like, the device to get it through software update. Yeah. So you have to do the old iTunes method. That doesn't seem to be working from in here. And... Uh, they also added a nice big warning to thrill seekers <laughs> to not get it for fun because it is a beta one and to wait for the public seed if you just wanted to like, you know, mess around with it. Yeah, I thought that was adorable. And I mean, the theory is that everybody with a developer account should already know that, but but many people, people consider a hundred dollars worth the, the toy. <laughs> yeah, it's like their admission yeah. ticket to the beta is not an actual and granted, I'm paying for a developer beta, and I have not developed anything. Now, I've intended to, mm. <laughs> but I definitely have not. So I'm kind of one of those people. <laughs> well, also being paid up means that you're eligible to register for the real ticket because you have to have had a, uh, a paid up account before the announcement of the lottery. Ah. So you can't, like, sign up and then sign up for the, mm. the lottery. Yeah, although, again, like, I probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't like actually get a ticket like I, I wouldn't even try because I would basically be most likely taking one away from somebody who would get more value out of the actual conference because again I'm a front-end developer I do JavaScript I don't actually do Swift Mac iOS development well who knows they showed some pretty neat stuff with like UI building um yeah so they have a new uh, UI language uh, replacing I don't know if it's right to say it replaces UI kit but it's it it's reactive and um it so unlike uh storyboards and interface builder it has the problem that a lot of visual editors have which is that um if you put something somewhere then like the file has to be junked up with a whole bunch of default states hmm. um and if you and like they they tend to get stuck and that makes these files very big and very clumsy and at some point, eventually filled with a piece of data that is no longer interpretable, interpretable like by a future version. Because like, if you put like a label down and like put coordinates on it mm -hmm. and don't set the text size, at some point the text size will accidentally get serialized into the file. Mm -hmm. But if you wrote the label in code and never specified a text size, then it would always use the system default. Mm. Um, so like, I remember like that at some point some of my iOS like three uh, interface builder files had like Lucida Grand like hard coded as their font. It's like, <laughs> I never did this. Mm. Like it just got stuck there somehow. Um, so it's, it's nice in that um, like whether you use the um, visual editor or the code editor, it uh, changes in both places. Kind of like how like uh, <laughs> web visual editors were <laughs> always supposed to work, but never mm. actually did. Yeah. Because again, the web was another place where there's a lot of, you know, default states you have to think about or not and accidentally get added or not. <laughs> yeah, so mm -hmm. th that should be good. And I can, due to the fact that Swift is open source, I can see this as a, uh, if we ever escape from the hell of JavaScript where it would go. Um, hmm. 
like when they were when they were demoing it, some of it actually did look like pretty comprehensible to me as a JavaScript developer. Like, oh, that doesn't look so bad. Like when I looked at anytime anybody had Objective C up on a screen, I was like, Ugh, no, get it away. It's verbose, but the words make sense. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> and everything is very long. It's these incredibly long strings. Whatever. Um, yeah. This has been a really long episode. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just <laughs> cut half of it out. We need a joke. We don't have a joke. Oh, why do I have written down he said chives? Who said chives? It was Oh, we both were, heard it. Yeah, um chimes. Haptic chimes to, be, to the watch yeah. and he said chives. He's, he definitely well, said chives. <laughs> repeatedly he said taptic chives. Yeah. <laughs> so I tweeted just taptic chives cuz I'm all yeah. about those contextless <laughs> tweets. But yeah, I think the poor guy just had like a cold or something or he was he a little had a Star Trek stuffy moment. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> but multiple times. Yeah, I know, but it's still, it was funny. because We both like heard chives. it. It happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>